At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. What up and welcome in NL Wild Card Wednesday. Matt Humans is here. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, of course. Coming up in 30 minutes from now, actually 15 minutes. Mark Lawrence, can't wait. Going to book him 15 minutes earlier. Professional sports handicapper is going to be with us as we look ahead to the weekend, get some pigskin pontification in. But we start with baseball. You like that one, huh? That's a good one. American League wildcard game last night. Kind of uh, let down. I was really excited for it, and it ultimately turned out to be somewhat of a dud. There were some exciting yeah. moments, though. 6-2, to two, the Boston Red Sox, plus 117, plus 120, depending on where you shop for your number, get the cash. And depending on where you got your total, this thing went under or went over. Uh, depending on that, but a six to two final score. And there's multiple spots to begin here, Matt, but I, I think ultimately you begin with the guy who hit the mound for the New York Yankees in Garrett Cole, because Garrett Cole, as we had talked about coming off of three starts where he had been extremely uneven, right? We're talking about 15 runs in his last three outings gets the ball though, because you're paying this guy a lot of money to do just that, give yeah. you a game that you have to win, but he ends up with two innings pitched four hits, two walks, three and runs got taken deep twice. After just six outs, gets pulled off the mound by Aaron Boone, which I think was probably the right plan there. But I, this is the thing that stuck out to me, and this is something we mentioned when we were talking with John Yastrzemski yesterday. The game plan for teams, specifically Boston and Toronto down the stretch, were sit off the off-speed stuff, allow him to do whatever he wants with that, and anytime you want to lace a fastball, that's fine. Devers got a walk using that strategy. Kyle Schorber went deep on one of his fastballs. It was like a 97, 98-mile-an-hour fastball at the top of the zone. It works brilliantly, and yet again, Garrett Cole, I don't want to say the book's out on him, but over the last four starts, it was. They figured him out. Well, I think you uh, explained it pretty well there. With Garrett Cole, obviously his spin rate's not what it used to be when he was cheating while he was with the Astros, but he's still got an A-plus fastball. If you sit on the fastball, you're going to be able to hit Cole, and he showed signs late in the season that he was wearing down. He gave up 15 runs in his last 17 innings going into this. And I'm not even sure he wanted to be out there last night. In the third inning, he said, I'm out. I'm done. He said right. it like multiple times. Yeah. They showed him. He's like, I'm done. I'm done. I was like, wow, really? He didn't have anything last night, and he knew it. Uh, Red Sox, especially Xander Bogarts and uh, Schwerber sitting on his fastball, yep. and they uh, lit him up, and he was out early. That's uh, Brian Cashman's $300 million ace who flopped in the wild card game last night. I got to tell you, I've said this for the last couple of years. I think Brian Cashman's the most overrated GM in all of sports. The guy's got every resource available to him. The Yankees haven't been back to the World Series since 2009. They've got excuses year after year after year. He throws money. Uh, it's kind of like uh, throwing good money after bad. 
uh, when you're talking about buying used cars and things like that. He, he threw $324 million at Garrett Cole when he could have been in the market uh, for guys like Bryce Harper, um, for even guys like Kyle Schwarber. I've yeah. talked about this for the last two years. You've got to get left-handed power in that lineup. The Yankees went into this season with no left-handed power in the lineup. They didn't pick it up until the trade deadline. So very flawed roster. I think they got what they deserved last night getting knocked out in the wild card game. And props to Alex Cora and the Red Sox. They've been overachievers all year. They did it again last night. And uh, obviously everybody in the world is going to pick the Rays in this next round. But uh, the Red Sox have been uh, scrappy. I think they've... They've got a uh, they've got a shot in this next round, but the you know the big picture with the Yankees is going to be you need major changes yep. in the offseason. Uh, I, I would start with Cashman and Boone, and uh, I would make sweeping changes at the top. I think there's a problem with the ownership right now too. It's not George Steinbrenner's Yankees anymore. Uh, but last night, sharp money was on the Yankees, yep. and you and I talked about it yesterday. I said there's no way I'm going to bet on Garrett Cole. I don't know why there was so much sharp money on the Yankees yesterday. No, it was a little odd, and we'll get to the NL wild card, which the, the number keeps uh, driving up in that direction as well for the Dodgers. So it seems to be one-sided action. But let's focus on the managers really quickly. I thought Cora was great, but let's hear from Boone. Because, Cora is always great. Uh, Cora he, is a much better manager than Aaron Boone. It's not even close. He knows how to hit the buttons yeah. with this team like perfectly. He handled the Evaldi greatly, the bullpen fantastic. But let's hear from Aaron Boone after the game and a disappointing loss for a Yankees team that looked like it was catching fire heading into the wild card game. But the other message is that, you know, the leagues close the gap on us. You know, we got to get better. We got to we got to get, you know, better um, at, at in every aspect. At just getting a little bit better. You know, because it's not just the Red Sox and the Astros now in our league. You know, I mean, look at our division. The Rays are a beast. The Toronto and you know, the, there's some teams in the Central that are that are getting better and better. How can the league close the gap on you if you were the one that was chasing a wild card spot all year long? Oh, these guys are delusional. <laughs> Cashman and Boone are delusional. Uh, they think they're setting the pace in the American League, and that hasn't been the case for a long time. It's been the Rays. Rays are back-to-back division champs. The Rays have one-third the payroll of the Yankees. Yep. The Yankees have all the resources, don't get it done. Uh, that's the only gap the people are closing would be uh, the, the Yankees are spending less and less money, and when they do spend money, they're not spending it wisely. It's just a foolish comment by Aaron Boone to say that closing the gap on us. Give me a break. You haven't been to the World Series in 12 years. Very true. Very true. Now, last angle on this from the Yankees' perspective before we get to what the Red Sox potentially yeah. do and, and, of course, move on to tonight's game. Uh, but the lineup, right? The lineup was really disappointing. Rizzo makes some noise with a solo shot. Jared Carlos Stanton was great well, yesterday. I got to give props to Stanton. He's been the man. At times, we criticize him for striking out too much. Man, he's been a stud uh, for the past few weeks. He's been a stud in the past two postseasons. I uh, can't criticize uh, Stanton at this point. But you're talking about the lineup. DJ LeMahieu was not out yep. there. That makes a difference. Uh, you also don't have Gary Sanchez because you can't tr- you can't he's not trust- good enough as a defensive catcher and he can't catch Garrett Cole, right. so you can't put him in the lineup. So you're missing a couple big bats out there last night. It's just a flawed team right now. And you got to find a way to fix it. You can't trust Joey Gallo when you're trades, right? your trade deadline acquisitions who came up in a bit spot later in the game. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do anything with it. it well, here's another thing is um, I, I always felt like Kyle Schwerber was the guy the Yankees should have been going after. Right. Instead, they went after Rizzo. And uh, Gallo, and I like Rizzo and Gallo. Those those guys are great players. But Schwarber, I always thought, was the guy because of his left-handed power. Look what he do last night. Yep. Deep drive to right field. Uh, he, w- he would have been a perfect fit for the Yankees for the last two years. They passed him over, passed him over, and got burnt last night. How ironic was that? And, and there were a lot of big moments yesterday in this contest, including we talk about Giancarlo Stanton and his effectiveness as a hitter right off of the bat with, I think, what we have referred to as a Stantonian home run in the first inning. <laughs> The pitch to Stanton. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Out of the ballpark. A Stantonian home run. Now, what did, what did I do wrong? What did I see wrong? He's at first base. <laughs> He was indeed. Now, that's the voice of John Sterling. Uh, that's one of the best calls, calls of all time. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. That's, and, that's the greatest single call I've ever heard. It, it is. Because yeah. so that's actually so we can make fun of John Sterling. But that moment was also like kind of a microcosm of everything that was going on. You have John Carlos Stanton jogging on a game of ball that he thought was out of the park. So he only gets a <laughs> single out of a ball that's a, that should have been at least a double. Then you get later in the game, you get Aaron, you get um, you get Judge 
sent around third for mm. some reason on a on a well played ball by the outfield by Boston, who's then thrown up by a mile at home base. Yeah, there's a couple of things to talk about there yeah. quickly. One is the Red Sox executed the relay and everything perfectly, right. perfectly, and it had to be perfect to get Judge at the plate. And you got to give the Red Sox, you got to give the defense credit sometimes. I understand why Phil Nev- Nevin sent him. It was obvious a mistake, and uh, he's going to get roasted for that. Uh, but the, you got to give the Red Sox credit. Perfect defensive execution on that play. And, hey, the Yankees all year, JVT, have been yep. the worst or one of the worst base-running teams in all of baseball. From, and, again, that flaw shows up last night. From Inside Edge on Twitter, who tracks base-running blunders, things like that, uh, two bad base-running plays for the Yankees in that game. They led all of Major League Baseball with 43 in yep. the regular season. So it gives you an idea of what's been going on uh, with the New York Yankees. So the Boston Red Sox will move on, as you mentioned, and take on the Tampa Bay Rays uh, in the ALDS. We still have one more wild card to be determined. That would be later today, where you get the St. Louis Cardinals taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers. So it's Wainwright, it's Scherzer. We have to ask if Scherzer's going to be in better form into this game, right? It's similar, eerily, uh, to Garrett Cole. Last two starts, 4-1 Max Scherzer. 10 of the third, 17 hits, one walk, but 11 runs, 10 of them earned, three homers, 10 strikeouts allowed. He did face St. Louis back at the beginning of September. Eight innings, six hits, struck out 13 of them, was absolutely incredible. And then on the other side, you get Adam Wainwright, who on the season has been great. I think his September was a little shaky, 344 ERA, 459 expected field to get a pennant, mm-hmm. which bad signs there as he comes into this game. But there's also so many other things that go into this. Max Muncy, the fact that he's not going to be available. Now it inserts Cody Bellinger into a lineup because he needs another left-handed bat, and he hasn't been very good. You get a Cardinals lineup that has been absolutely incredible since the All-Star break, especially when they have all three outfielders that are available to them, which they do here. There's a lot going on here. I'm surprised that the market's driven this up to minus 240. You know, we talked about this a couple days ago and said don't bet the Cardinals a plus 180. Just wait to see what you get. And I thought it might get up to 190, 195. Yep. Uh, but we also said it's the same case with the Dodgers all year. Dodgers always get bet up. And uh, that's, that's the same thing happening tonight. I really don't see uh, why the Dodgers getting bet up to this level, though. With uh, Mad Max's last two starts being his worst two starts with the Dodgers, they are 11-0 in his starts, but he was not sharp at all in the last two. Yep. And uh, also, Max Muncy out of the lineup's a big deal, especially against a right-handed pitcher. You're taking your best, basically your best or second-best left-handed bat out of the lineup against a right-handed pitcher tonight. You're also facing a team that just won 18 games in a row, has a 10-game road win streak. <laughs> um, I can make a case for the Cardinals. I don't know if the Cardinals are going to win the game, but at this price, I think you can definitely make a case uh, for the Cardinals better than 2-1. to one. Right, and that's I think to me that's where the, the – I took a little bit of the Cardinals at 2-1 to one this morning where it's just if you look at it from a number standpoint, implied probability standpoint, to say the Dodgers, given everything that we have going on around this, right, Max Muncy, Scherzer, all these things, mm-hmm. to tell, tell me that's a 70.6% chance that they're going to win this game seems pretty high given everything we know about the Cardinals. By the way, also, are the best defensive team in baseball too, right? Like there's a lot that go into this. Oh, the Cardinals do a lot of things right. Nope. And uh, – so do the Dodgers, obviously, and uh, I would say it's Matt Max is probably my favorite pitcher in baseball. It's tough for me to bet against him, but when you make him a 250 favorite, uh, I have to look at the team that's won 10 in a row on the road and is red hot going into the playoffs, especially with Max Muncy being out. That's a that's a factor. Right now at Circa, you get plus 210 on the Cardinals at the Westgate Superbook, plus 215, so... Some pretty attractive prices on the dog out there tonight. Yes, there is. And two, Bellinger is not going to fix anything at all. He's been pretty bad. And uh, against righties, though, he's been better. 183 batting average this year with a strikeout rate of 29%. So, (laughs) good thing for Cody Bellinger. All right, we'll come back. Uh, Let's get to a little bit of football. Mark Lawrence is going to be with us, get his thoughts on what he's looking at in the college football slate as well as in the NFL. So, yeah, it's here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, the NHL season is almost here. Our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Betting Guide now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from Andy McNeil and others with predictions for teams and players' win totals, daily betting tips, season long trends to watch, and a lot more. This guide is a must have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those who are new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season. Get your digital copy now for $9.99. That's it, vcin.com slash subscribe. All right, let's dive right in. Mark Lawrence is with us. The website right now, playbooksports.com, where you can find the work. Mark, thank you for the time. Uh, let's dive right in because we don't have much time with you. We'll start in college football. Iowa, Penn State. So we saw quite the move from the Cirque Open here. Open pick. Got to as high as three some spots. We've settled back down to two and some one and a halfs popping up on the screen. What is the read here for you, sir? I'm going to look at the dog in the football game, Jonathan. Uh, they were really beat up badly at home in Happy Valley by Iowa last year. Big, big revenge chip on their shoulder. And what we feature in our newsletter this week is uh, a, a, a System or theory that we call 5-0 and Fat Cats. Teams who open up the season 5-0 and and are favored in Game 6 really, really struggle to the spread. You have that, if you will, in Iowa. On the flip side, 5-0 and teams that are dogs in Game 6 do really, really well. You have that in Penn State. So what you have here is a convergence of both a play on and a play against on the Fat Cat theory in this game. All right, this is Mark Lawrence. Go to playbooksports.com. Uh, Mark... Let's talk. Uh, let's stay on college football here. So you like Penn State? I, I kind of like Penn State if I can get three on this game. Not sure that number three is going to pop up uh, before Saturday. Right now, Iowa two. You can see one and a half out there at several spots. How about this uh, one in the uh, the spot in the uh, Pac-12? Utah and USC, both really disappointing teams in the Pac-12 North, and uh, USC off they win. But USC has been a, a hot, hot and cold team. Bad one week, good the next. Good last week against Colorado. Utah had a bye week to prep for this game. Got a new quarterback, Cameron Rising, in there to replace Charlie Brewer, the Baylor transfer who quit the team after he was benched. So how do you read this game in uh, L.A. on Saturday night with Utah getting three or three and a half at USC? Well, as you mentioned, uh, Southern Cal either hot or cold, and I think a lot of that attributed to Clay Helton's firing, if you will, because you never knew what you're going to get from Southern Cal. They would win football games they weren't supposed to and lose games that they were supposed to win. Hence, uh, we're now operating with an interim coach here in the football game. Utah was expecting a lot this year when Charlie Brewer transferred or came in from Baylor, but it didn't happen. He didn't like being yanked in a football game, and he left the program here. But I think the key in this contest is Kyle Whittingham, the head coach for Utah. That's where the big edge in the game is. He's an excellent head coach, uh, and he's also terrific in his career uh, as an underdog, especially as an underdog when he comes off a spread loss his previous game. I'm going to take Utah plus the points to win this game straight up. All right. Mark. Let's go to the SEC. Yeah, Mark. So let's go. Yeah, let's go to this matchup because it seems like on the surface it would be a, a relatively bad spot for Kentucky coming back home after a big outright win over Florida. Now you host LSU, who gave up 14 points in the fourth quarter to Auburn last week. Kentucky's a three-point favorite, actually a three and a half-point favorite at most spots, with a total of 51 or 50. What does it read here? 
I'm going to fade Kentucky here off the big win over Florida. One, it was a monumental win for the program, uh, and I love games where uh, the players, the fans in the stands all rush the field after the game, what we call the old goalpost type games. It's what it was for Kentucky last week. And you've also got a nice role change here for Kentucky. Uh, they go from a seven-and-a-half-point dog straight-up winner to laying points in a football game like that. That's a big no-no, especially in college football. Against a struggling LSU football team, that is more than capable. They have a ton of history in this series here, obviously. They've been the dominant team in, this, in the series, and I think they can take the advantage of the situation. I like them plus the points over the Wildcats. Yeah, I'm on LSU as a dog in that spot, too. And uh, it seems like a pretty good opportunity to fade Kentucky off the big win over Florida. Mark Lawrence, at Mark Lawrence on Twitter. Mark, let's go to the uh, NFL. By the way, I've got your football preview magazine that sits by my desk, and I use it uh, several times a week. And you've got Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence on the cover. (laughs) When, When you made that cover with Urban Meyer, did you think there might be a chance he wouldn't make it to the bye week? Let me put it to you this way, Matt. Uh, the covers on our magazine have been almost Sports Illustrated-like. The one year we put Joe Paterno on the cover, you know what happened to him the next year. Okay, yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> we're seeing a lot of that here lately, but never in my wildest dreams did I dream that uh, Urban Meyer would turn into Nick Saban with the Miami Dolphins and leave the program before the first year ended. Uh, I think he was destined to coach college football, and I think that's exactly where he's headed. Yep, and... Um... We'll see if he makes it through the season. JVT, what would you say? Odds against that right now? Uh, yeah, I think we're going to get a Petrino situation where Urban Meyer came out today and says, fully committed. Yeah, no, week, okay. week, week okay. 15, we'll probably get the press conference. Okay. Like, oh, my heart's just not in it. Uh, how about the Arizona Cardinals, Mark? You've been the, the surprise team in the NFL. Kyler Murray, your MVP favorite right now, whether you buy that or not. Arizona, a five-and-a-half-point home favorite over the 49ers and Trey Lance on Sunday afternoon. Well, I'm glad it's Trey Lance because he couldn't. Uh, I don't think Kyle Shanahan could have lived much longer doing the two-headed quarterback option in San Francisco. It just wasn't serving the team well. And you don't put all that stock into a player and trade up for Trey Lance just to have him sit on the bench while the team struggles. Uh, I like the change, and I like their chance to up in Arizona here this week. Uh, you mentioned Arizona, the unde- only undefeated team in the National Football League here this season. But now they change roles. Now they become the hunted rather than the hunter. And this is a great spot for San Francisco, who's trailing by two games to Arizona in the NFC West. The third loss here puts them in a deep, deep hole. Look for a big effort by the Niners on Sunday. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Sunday night then, because we get a pretty good matchup. Uh, Buffalo-Kansas City rematch from the postseason as well, Mark. Buffalo flying high after beating up on less than stellar competition. And the Chiefs, as we know, have had their uh, struggles against the spread over the last year and a half and had their struggles this year. Uh, how do you handicap this with the, with the Chiefs laying uh, minus two and a half, minus two, uh, minus one twenty? It's been going back and forth between that and three. Some people say to me, "Why is the line only Kansas City two and a half in this football game?" Well, that's what it was basically when they met in the playoffs last year at Kansas City, when Kansas City set Buffalo packing in that football game, one game short of making it to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think what you have here in this football game is a matchup of two teams that are playing in opposite directions. As you mentioned, Kansas City struggling not only this year, but they struggled last year, even when they made it to the Super Bowl. That team was not hitting on all cylinders, and I don't think they still are yet as we talk here today. You have a Buffalo football team that struggled in this first game but has really played like Buffalo did last football season there. I think the revenge chip, the playoff, works for the Buffalo Bills in this contest. 38-24, the Chiefs won that AFC title game. Patrick Mahomes, 325 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked only one time. I think the price is cheap on the Chiefs here, but at the same time, very concerned about that Kansas City defense, JVT, as we've talked about. Well, um, that's the one thing here, uh, guys. Can I jump in here real yeah. quick? What you have here in Buffalo is the league's number one ranked defense. Kansas City's a 31st ranked defense. That's, you know, one wide, wide gap here, and there's a big difference in the yardage here in that situation. And Sean McDermott has done a terrific job with this, uh, with this program here, but mostly on the defensive side of the football. That's where Buffalo is going to win games defensively this year. And I would say the only counterpoint to that argument is the Bills are ranked so highly in defense because they just faced three really weak offenses with uh, quarter, serious quarterback problems. And that's not the case with the Chiefs. But anyway, that's going to be a heavily bet two-way action game on Sunday night. How about Monday night, Mark, with uh, the Ravens? Seven-point favorites over the Colts, total of uh, 46. Well, you got the Colts three in a row on the, uh, on the road. That's not a good situation here uh, like that. Uh, also, uh 
coming in the football game off a win against lowly Miami. But right now, the Miami offense is the most inept in the National Football League. There's a lot of problems going on with the Dolphins with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback for the program. So that win may have been tainted in a sense. This is a nice spot for Baltimore to reassert itself. You look at what they've done here coming down into this football game. They've held their last two opponents to season-low yardage marks, which tells me Buffalo is getting things in gear defensively, and that's when they're at their best. When Buffalo and John Harbaugh, I mean, Baltimore and John Harbaugh are cooking, it's because the Baltimore defense is also doing the same. This is a nice spot for Baltimore. I think they get the win in the cover against the Colts. Like it, Mark Lawrence. Again, PlaybookSports.com. Mark, we appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. My pleasure, as always, guys. You guys enjoy the games. Be well and stay safe. Yeah, that, <clears throat> that Ravens uh, side is going to be very popular on teaser plays. Of course, over your Colts. Yes, yeah. I, you and I, we've had conversations about the Baltimore Ravens uh, before, and uh, they're a pretty beat up team and a pretty bad offensive line. I don't know if I can get there with seven or even teasing them down because I think they might be a little. I can understand the market moving towards six and a half. I'll put it that way. Well, last week we talked about that Colts Dolphins line. That was a that was a fishy number. Yep. And then the Colts go out and they just manhandle the Dolphins. Uh, do you think the Colts are live in this spot? Then did you are you implying that on Monday night? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think they'd yeah. be very live. And you know, if you look at the underlying numbers for Carson Wentz as well, uh, in terms of how he's performed as a passer, they would be surprising to know like how actually decent he's been. It's just been the offensive line has given him no time whatsoever. Right. And his, you know, his weapons have been pretty beat up to this point. But you're seeing those six and a halfs pop up. And I think for a very good reason. You know, this Ravens team has its limitations, I think, defensively. If you look at some of the numbers in terms of missed tackles, yards after catch, things like that. And the Colts love to exploit with their athletes out in space. So. They did. The Ravens did drop uh, Denver quarterbacks for five sacks yep. uh, last week and held that Denver offense down. But the Broncos have a lot of injury problems. I don't know if people realize how many injury issues they have this week. Broncos, one-point dogs at Pittsburgh. I like the Steelers this week. All right, when we come back, let's do the numbers. Let's talk a little bit more about that mm-hmm. Chiefs and Bills game, uh, and let's talk more about that Bills defense, which I think, I'd say it might be a little fragile. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back. This exciting segment of The Edge is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus. Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide so you can find your Zen wherever you are. Zen's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. It's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zen comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zen contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21 or older. Learn more and find your local retailer at zen.com. Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, last half of the edge. We got best bets coming up in 15 minutes from now. Additions on the list for both of us, the National Football League for you as well, in college. We do this every single Wednesday. Let's do it. Um, do you think analytics are overrated? Don't give a damn what the analytics say. about numbers. Too bad. Jonathan Von Tobel does the numbers on the edge. You know we love to do this, asking a point spread weekly as well. A deeper look at what we have seen from the weeks prior to maybe find some edges that the market is not realizing. All right, let's do it. Talked about last week the Raiders and the Panthers and maybe their fraudulent cases, right? And what yeah. happened over the weekend, and it actually kind of showed up in their two losses. And I thought like the theme for me this week, humans, that I wrote about in Point Spread Weekly was essentially like perception is not reality. We, we, we watched three undefeated teams lose by an average of 12.6 points mm-hmm. over the weekend. So we don't really know that much about a lot of these teams. And it, it's really important to look at some of the deeper stuff behind some of these squads. So let's take a look at the Buffalo Bills because Mark Lawrence was just what talked about. They're getting a lot of credit for what they've done defensively. And you deserve credit for what you've done up to this point. Sure. But it should be noted what you have done it against. So you have their four opponents up to this point across the board statistically. Look at some of these offenses that they have faced. In terms of scoring, the best offense they have faced, the Washington football team, 11th at 25.2 points per game. With the rest of their opponents, 28th, 31st, and also tied for 28th, the Houston Texans. 16.8 points per game and 15.5 points per game. 
If we're talking about yards per play, the Miami Dolphins dead last at four a pop, 4.9 for the Pittsburgh Steelers, 26th, 29th in the Houston Texans. I'm going to get to the Washington aspect of this, too, mm-hmm. because there's a conversation about your defense only being as good right, as the opponents that you face. From a PFF grading standpoint, none of these teams ranking higher than 24th by PFF standards in terms of offensive grading. The best being Washington at 24th. You get two teams tied for 29th. And the Dolphins and the Steelers at 61.1 PFF grade of 58.6 did last the Houston Texans. And then DVOA standards again, Washington leading the way at 13th. And you get these other teams, right? The Steelers at 25th, the Dolphins at 28th, and then, of course, the Houston Texans at 30th. Keep in mind, that's really inflated all those offensive numbers for the Texans because Tyron Taylor was great in the first game and a half for this team. He was. was. And and, and since Davis Mills has taken over, it's been the worst offense in the NFL by far. By the way, for those who don't know, can you explain the DVOA? Because I think there are a lot of people who have no clue what that even is. Essentially put, it's football outsiders metric. And and simply put, if you look at like Washington, for example, they are 3.8% better than an average offense, right? That's the way you can look at it. So from a defensive standpoint, you want negative numbers. From an offensive standpoint, you don't want to be right 26.1% worse than an average offense, things like that. So it gives you an idea just how these perform. And you look at PFF grading, PFF grading, I think you can take it as with a grain of salt because they grade a certain way, right? But it gives you an idea at least of how these offenses are performing because they'll look and they'll grade, they'll play like play, uh, play design, how these players are operating, everything like that. They take everything into account. So it's not the perfect system, but it's one to give you an idea. But generally, across the board, you can see how poor these offenses have been. And you can take a look. You can say, okay, well, what about Washington in that game? Washington in that game actually averaged 5.8 yards per play. Had a 75-year touchdown. Like, they actually did some things well. It was Tyler Haneke turning the ball over. And again, the Bills get credit for that. But this is a completely different monster now in the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the top-ranked offense in the National Football League by a lot of metrics, whether it's going to be DVOA, PFF grading. They're coming off of their best performance of the season, which they picked for the Philadelphia Eagles. Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns, also threw an interception. All right, 471 yards, seven yards of play. This is something completely different than what the Buffalo Bills have seen. And I will again go back to last week. Who was the top-graded defense going into last week? That was the Carolina Panthers. They were leading the league in a lot of pressure categories, everything like that. And what happened? They gave up 7.7 yards per play, got 36 points dropped on them. A lot of the times your defense is only as good as the offense you are taking on. And on the flip side of this, because I think there's something to be said about this offense, we'll leave Josh Allen aside because you know I've been picking on Josh Allen a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. But if you look at it from an overall offensive standpoint, the Bills, 16th in offensive DVOA, their average, negative 0.1%, 21st in PFF grading. Their offensive line, 30th in terms of pass blocking Mm -hmm. at this point right now. Josh Allen himself has been pretty poor against pressure. Here comes Kansas City, sixth in pressure rate at this point right now in the National Football League defensively, seventh in the amount of times that they're going to blitz. They're going to go after Josh Allen here. And you brought up the point yesterday. Josh Allen's not Patrick Mahomes, right? I, I think we can agree on that if you look at what he has done up to this point right now. And so I think overall, this leads me to think, I just think that the Kansas City is a little under, undervalued here. Well, the numbers show that. Right. I think the numbers also show Buffalo's defense is probably not as good right. as what Mark Lawrence said. The number one defense in the league because you faced three of the worst offenses in the NFL mm-hmm. at this point. And that's why you got to look inside the numbers. And uh, that's another reason I like the Chiefs. I think it's a big step up in class. Not only the entire offense, but just the quarterback. Look at the quarterbacks the Bills have faced at this point. An old Big Ben, uh, the Tua-Brissett combo. Yep. Taylor Henneke and Davis Mills. You don't get much worse than that at this point in the NFL. And now you're going to face Patrick Mahomes. So. Especially when Heineke's by far and away the best quarterback that they face up to this point, right? Exactly. So now I think you're in on me with this. Oh, I know you are. We're both on the Chiefs minus two and a half. I think I'll have a hard time convincing you of this. But the Cleveland Browns, I think one of the things that has stuck out through four games now is how dominant they have been defensively. And we'll get to, again, because we're making the case, hey, you played nobody, what about the Browns? But look at some of these numbers for the Cleveland Browns. From a PFF grading standpoint, second in the National Football League at 80.4. You look at their DVOA grade, third best in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Yards per play, they've only given up four and a half per play. That's second best in the NFL. Rush yards per attempt at 3.1. They're absolutely great against the run, second. And in terms of overall pressure rate, fourth in the NFL at 30.1. How about this, by the way? Fourth in pressure rate, but they have the 22nd highest, or, you know, we'll call it eighth lowest or whatever it is, uh, blitz rate. They're not blitzing anybody. It's Jadavian Clowney and it's Miles Garrett just getting after opposing offenses. And here's the thing. They have all these numbers. They have faced the Kansas City Chiefs, best offense in the National Football League, like we just talked about. They face the Minnesota Vikings, who have the seventh best passing attack in the National Football League from DVOA standards. And overall, uh, they think they're 14th in that regard. So 
their, their running game needs a little bit of work. But they have been tested in certain categories, right? The Cleveland Browns. Sure. And they have passed those tests. This front seven has been absolutely dynamic in terms of what they've been able to do from a defensive standpoint. How about this against Kirk Cousins? Pressured on 19 of 20 true pass sets last week. He went 6 of 19, 2.4 yards per attempt. And this week, they get the Los Angeles Chargers, who are 27th in pass blocking, that has allowed Justin Herbert to be pressured on 48.4% of his true pass sets. Brian Bulaga, report says, no official timeline when he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. So we're still going to get another game of Storm Norton. You know, at the beginning of the week, right, I saw we were talking about this on opening lines. I was like, ah, pick. You know, it's kind of surprising given what we have seen and all that. But I thought a deeper dive into Cleveland, I kind of understand why it was floating around pick and why it's just one and a half. And I think the Browns are going to be extremely live against L.A. this week. Oh, they should be. No question. And you're talking about the Chiefs when they had to move the ball against the Browns. They did mm-hmm. uh, to win that game. Tyrod Taylor moved the ball against the Browns in the first half. And then after that, the reason I was somewhat skeptical is they faced Davis Mills and then they faced Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, but they answered my questions last week by shutting down Kirk Cousins and the Vikings for three quarters. So I, I, I was leaning Chargers. Uh, I jumped off the Chargers side. I am not on that, and uh, I'm going to pass on that game. But your point about the offensive line is fair too. Yep. I thought before the season on paper the Chargers going to have a really good offensive line, but without Brian Balaga, uh, right now it's just you're not seeing those results on the field. So uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not going to be making a case for the Chargers this week. And you get you get also on the flip side really quickly, one of the best running games in the National Football League, taking on a sure. team that by football outsider metrics in terms of run defense, 25th or lower in every single category, and that would be the Los Angeles Chargers. So and that was seems, a mistake the Raiders made, not trying yep. to run the ball, where they just weren't effective running the ball against the Chargers. All right, what else do you have? And, and last one here, we'll, we don't want to spend a lot of time just because it's bottom of the barrel and the Dolphins don't look very good. Uh, but I wanted to focus on Miami defensively because this is going to be something that is going to work against them here against Tampa Bay, especially against a quarterback like Tom Brady, whose numbers are pristine when he's kept clean. But how about this in terms of the Dolphins being desperate for a pass rush? They blitz the second most amount of dropbacks percentage-wise in the National Football League, and yet they are 14th in pressure rate. They only have seven sacks. And as a result, their defensive backs have actually been playing pretty well. But if you look at it, defensive average depth of target, 8.2 yards downfield. They've given up the 25th. At least, I always confuse my phrasing there, but they're 25th in air yards allowed at this point in the season. So while their defensive backs, in terms of coverage, if you look at from a PFF grading standpoint, have been performing very well, they have to operate for so long because there's so much time to throw for opposing quarterbacks that at the end of the day, their secondary has suffered because of this. And then we can talk about how poor their offensive line has been. Jacoby Brissett's held up in pressure quite a bit, but overall he hasn't had anything in terms of this offense. We just talked about how bad their offense is. Like nine and a half, like ten, ten and a half seems like a lot in a National Football League game, but you can't find me making a case for Miami this weekend. No, I'm not going to make the case for the Dolphins either. I, I think this is where the the Buccaneers offense is going to, let's say, get right after uh, really struggling against the uh, Patriots on Sunday night. And the Dolphins are having so much, so many problems offensively, JVT. That makes everything's more everything more difficult for the defense as well. Yep. All right. We'll add to our best bets on the other side: National Football League and college football. Can update one last time where we're at with this number two as well when it comes to the wild card games. It's the Edge on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to have your current betting splits data. New feature is going to give you insight to where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VSIN's here to make you smarter, better year round. Check it all out, vcin.com. Also, hockey guide, NBA guide coming out next week. NBA guide's out what, Monday? Uh, the 11th, which I believe is. I have no idea what Yeah, I don't is. know what that is. I thought you would know off the top of your head. Come on, man. I don't know. Monday. Is this Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is Monday. So that is uh, that Good is try. allegedly the release date for the NBA guide. With that, let's talk a little bit about best bets. Uh, kind of know where we're going with this. They generally like to follow the analysis with do the numbers on some plays going forward, whether it's contest-wise or in pocket or both. So for me, three NFL plays, Chiefs minus the two and a half, added that at the beginning of the week. Talked about this Bills defense, the fact that I think it's a little overvalued. Defense, if you talk about it in the analytics community, um, more of a symptom of the opponent that you face. We had really good cases of that this coming weekend, especially against the Carolina Panthers, or excuse me, the Carolina Panthers against the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So Chiefs minus two and a half in a spot where I think they're being undervalued. I know you have the same play here for the Giants, so I'll give you the four for that one, but the other addition is the Browns plus one and a half. And I also want to note, because we talk so much about their defense, you know, very quietly, their offense is actually top five. If you look at like efficiency, all of those things. And it's carried a lot by that running game. Baker Mayfield's coming off of his worst game this year. I rewatched that game this morning. He mm-hmm. was awful. He, was he left bad. about, he left yeah. about six throws on the field, wide open guys on third and two deep passes, all those things that, that actually could have been a gap that should have been much wider against the Minnesota Vikings, but also have faith that Baker Mayfield, who actually, even though he only had two touchdowns, two interceptions coming into this week, has graded pretty well as a quarterback, is going to be able to do some good things here with a strong running game against L.A. So, Well, he does have the, the support of a great running game and a great defense. Yep. So Baker Mayfield has no excuses. Giants, I always feel like, even going back to the uh, Eli Manning era, the Giants are just stronger in the road dog roll. And that, that trend's continuing here with Daniel Jones. They stuck it to the Saints in New Orleans, down 11 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jones passed for 402 yards, a career high. Everything he did, JVT, he did without two of his top receivers in Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Saquon Barkley is showing that he's coming back. He had a total of 126 yards in that game, 74 receiving, 52 rushing. So he's a weapon in the passing game as well. Uh, I think there are a lot of positive signs. And, you know, we talk about Daniel Jones a lot in terms of turnovers. He's only got two turnovers in four games. So uh, that's a positive as well. And also the Cowboys, 4-0 against the spread. Pumped up with hype right now. Seems like it might be a good time to play against them. I like dogs in division games, especially the uh, NFC East. And I'm going to play the Giants plus seven. We talked about this Sunday night when the number was seven and a half. I thought that seven and a half was too high. And you're going to have a lot of uh, you're going to have a lot of play on the dog. I think you'll have a lot of public play on the Cowboys too, and probably mm-hmm. Cowboys teasers because like I said when a team's four and zero against the spread and paying off the betters every week, the betters are going to stick and stay loyal with that team. But I'm going with the Chiefs, minus two and a half. Giants, plus seven. And Steelers, minus one. And again, I know not too many people are going to like the Steelers side, but that's fine. Sometimes you got to bet the NFL this way. I feel like the Steelers are going to have a great sense of urgency this week. Big Ben knows his back's up against the wall. Uh, Mike Tomlin's supporting him now. Who knows for how long. But Ben's got four TD passes, four picks through four games. Pittsburgh tied for 20, actually 28th in scoring offense, 16.8 points a game. I do think they're doing a better job using Najee Harris. And you saw it last week. He had 15 carries for 62 yards. He had six receptions for 29 yards. Uh, the defense played fairly well against the Packers, dropped Aaron Rodgers for three sacks. I don't think this defense is going to give much ground to the Denver offense. And I'm skeptical about Teddy Bridgewater playing in this game as he's in concussion protocol this week. Uh, Drew Locke, 
I'm willing to bet against him. He was sacked three times in the second half last week. Also, right now, the Broncos have Patrick Sertan, rookie cornerback, yep. left the game with an injury last week. Wide receivers Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, uh, among nine starters who were injured in addition to the quarterback right now. So if the Steelers can't come through in this spot, I don't know when they will. So I'm playing Steelers minus one here. I think it's a buy low spot. Uh, to add to a couple of points on the Giants play, since we, you know, we're sharing the same play there. Uh, one, Daniel Jones, you mentioned it. He's been severely underrated this year. Right now, the second highest graded passer by PFF standards is behind Tom Brady. Yeah, he's right. been he's been extremely good. You mentioned cutting down the turnovers. His turnover-worthy play rate uh, is minuscule compared to what he's done over the last few years. And he's been great down the field. And here's the other thing with Dallas. Second in yards after catch, top or bottom 10, you call it, and missed tackles this season as well. They've been forcing turnovers, which have been good, but turnovers are not sustainable from play to play and right. from game to game. And I think that this is something where the Giants will be definitely be able to stay in a number like this. And to your overall point, power rating, maybe at the peak there for Dallas. So, so it hype. seems like it. Seems like it. When a team's hot uh, like this in the NFL and getting a lot of hype, you tend to want to bet against them, right? And the mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals are in that spot this week, too. Uh, laying points to the 49ers. Let's talk college football. Two plays I put up uh, yesterday or the day before. Texas plus 3.5 over Oklahoma. New Mexico State plus 32 over Nevada. That number has dropped a little bit. I think it's dropped below 31. It's a flat spot for Nevada off that big win at Boise. Uh, LSU plus 3.5 at Kentucky. Again, another flat spot. Wildcats have a huge win over Florida. Yeah, I don't like this uh, LSU offense that much. They can't run the ball. The Tigers are getting decent quarterback play out of Max Johnson. I think this is a desperation spot for the dog here in the SEC this week. So it's also, um, you know, a few weeks ago, you weren't going to be getting LSU plus three and a half at Kentucky. So uh, I like the uh, I like the line value in that play. And Michigan came through in a big spot and beat me last week at Wisconsin. I'm going to make the Wolverines do it two weeks in a row. I like Nebraska Saturday night as a home dog. This number's up to three and a half. So I got three uh, three and a half point dogs here in Texas, LSU, and Nebraska, and one huge dog in the New Mexico State Aggies. Uh, I have a question for you, college football wise, because one of the spots that stuck out to me: uh, How do you handle a team like Cincinnati coming off? Well, of- it's obviously it's picked flat spot for the Bearcats, right? Well, because no they're laying up yeah. to the, the numbers up to like twenty nine and a half huge, against Temple, huge, huge. right? And you're talking about not only just beating Notre Dame, and I get there was a buy mixed in there. But you're talking about road wins against Indiana and Notre Dame now coming back home against the yeah. There's two things to talk about here. Now, yeah. one is is it's an obvious flat spot, and I think Cincinnati might struggle to cover that number. See, I was looking; I considered Temple. Mm-hmm. You also have the style points argument to talk about, yep. where Cincinnati can't afford off. Performances they can't afford to barely skate by these mediocre. They got to blow them out. You were talking about it off the air. The rumblings are already starting that the two wins over Indiana and Notre Dame actually aren't that impressive. Given Indiana's not that good, Notre Dame might not be that good. Let's find a way to shut Cincinnati out of the playoffs, even though the Bearcats are going to run the table. So I think you know whether it happens this week. I don't know. I'm, I'm tempted to bet Temple. I don't think I will, but the spot tells you to bet Temple. I think Cincinnati at some point. It might be this week. Luke Fickle's going to tell these guys, "Hey, we can't let up. We got to blow out everybody to have you know." So they can't make an argument against us getting into the playoffs, don't you think? Yeah. At, at some point, and it might be now that you're already, like you said, you're already starting to hear the talk about Cincinnati. Uh, I, I think the critics trying to figure out a way to shut Cincinnati out of the playoffs. So style points do matter, and uh, it's going to matter for Cincinnati here in the final two months. Right. If you look at the Bearcats' schedule, yeah. it's pretty bad. And well, and it gets worse, right, with the UCF so you, taking a step yeah, back. Yeah, UCF UCF's back not losses. as good. Yep. So you've got to beat these teams. You've got to beat these teams bad. Got to beat the crap out of them. Yep. And even then, like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so with that, Major League Baseball. So we do have our series set uh, for the ALDS, and then we have one set in the NLDS. We'll figure out what the other one is later tonight when the Cardinals take on the Dodgers. Uh, with that, we have series prices. So we'll, t- we'll go through, I'll read off the prices really quickly and get your thoughts on each one. But Brewers, $1.45 favorite in their best of five against the Atlanta Braves, plus 120 coming back. Astros, $1.25 favorite. And these are the ones I'm reading off courtesy of MGM. You can see the other ones there too up on the screen. Astros, $1.25 favorite currently on the app right now. And if you look at the Boston Red Sox, uh, actually, I have to pull that one up. I think the Rays were a minus one sixty five favorite. Over yeah, that's about, that Sox. sounds about right. I actually thought the Rays might be as high as one eighty. I was trying to make the price on that series last night, and I thought one eighty would be the highest we would see in the market. 
Which also surprised me. A couple of the uh, best books in town didn't have up a price. On yep, this dollar sixty-five. Yeah, it's still not yeah. up in some spots out here in Las Vegas. Just happened yesterday. I get it. You need time. <laughs> I would think that. So I have, as we talked about, I have a AL ticket on the Astros at six to one. So I have already investment in that series. Won't be touching it. But as you get to like a dollar forty or something on Milwaukee, I think that would be the buy price mm-hmm. for me on the Brewers against Atlanta. Although I tried to bet against Atlanta in that division race and it didn't work out. No, but you were right there until the end. That's um, right. Now, I really don't have a strong feel for that. I think the Brewers are going to win the series. I don't want to lay that price. Uh, I also think the Astros are going to win their series. But uh, to me, that's more of a toss-up when the, the price kind of indicates that. I think the one that the one I had the most interest in betting, I said no matter who wins the Yankees-Red Sox game last night, I want to bet the Rays in the next round. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping the price wouldn't be too high. Actually, I don't think 165 is too high. I might still play the Rays. Yeah. I think that's a pretty bad matchup for Boston. That Rays team, there's, there's so much balance with them, man. They have everything from top to bottom. And then you talk about the next series, Dodgers, Cardinals, who wins tonight. You advance to face the Giants. That's going to be a hell, of a, uh, a hell of a playoff series. Those are three great teams in that half of the bracket. Yeah, I got a San Francisco 3-1 to NL ticket, too. So, come on. Let's go. All right, that does it for us. Uh, enjoy the wild card game tonight. Good luck on whatever you wager on. We will be back tomorrow here on The Edge. Until then, vcin.com slash podcast. My guys in the desert coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.